So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, and I am so grateful that you are here investing this next, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, dare I say an hour, uh, to growing your business. The purpose of the podcast is to do just that, to grow your business uh, through marketing, through strategy, through sales conversations, uh, through mindset. And so today we have back on the show, Brian Caparici. He is the, I'm curious what, what Brian would call himself over at Scout Studio. Like he is the, he is the, he's the founder, the owner, the CEO, the, the, Sommelier, is that a word? <laughs> the janitor as well sometimes. I guess it depends on what data we're looking at. <laughs> of Sprout Studio. Uh Brian Caprici. Brian, how are you? Hey, good. I love that you that you like preface this with like it could be 30 minutes, it could be 45, it could be an hour. I think you know as well as anyone <laughs> how, how much I like to talk. <laughs> well, that's actually relatively accurate. And hopefully no one takes offense to that. But it's kind of like, listen, we're, I'm just going to talk about the things that I find interesting that uh, that I can kind of extract from you. And, yeah. and then eventually we'll sign off. And so sometimes things go long, sometimes they go a little bit shorter. It's all good. It's all now, good. listen, I, I didn't get a chance to really explain what Sprout Studio was because I got on the tangent of 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 infusing you all these titles within it. But but Sprout Studio, it is a it's a management suite built for photographers by photographers. You started out as a as a wedding photographer, correct? And then also dabbling with a little portraiture. Is that correct? Yeah. So I mean, I've been a full time professional photographer for almost fifteen years, and um, I just ran into like every good idea that comes up. You know, it comes from scratching your own itch. And I was in my own studio, I don't know, seven years ago, and was running into this just like confusing system of, ha of having to try and glue all these different pieces together with using this tool for galleries and this tool for this and this tool for that. And I was like, why are these things not speaking together and speaking the same language? And there was no way to bring them together. So I said, well, I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And so that's kind of how Sprout was born. That's awesome. Now, 
Um, Sprouts evolved. It's evolved pretty <laughs> rapidly. By the way, I just want to be clear about something. This isn't even about Sprout. We're not even talking about Sprouts today. <laughs> I'm just still on this kick at introducing you, and and I'm just curious, but but because I know you and I have talked in the past. Um, um, but Sprout has evolved, and I and I do want to get to some of the ways that it's evolved. Um, mostly out of my own curiosity. Little little known fact about the podcast, Brian, is most of the time, ninety five percent of the time. It's pretty much me trying to find experts out there, products, services <laughs> that I'm really interested and curious about, and to try to extract as much free information from people <laughs> during a 45-minute period of time, while also distributing that knowledge to all of the listeners. <laughs> but, but occasionally, it's incredibly selfish. And so I have some selfish questions about Sprout Studio, and I figured no better time to ask them. Uh, than when I have the owner himself on the line. So, um, but today, but today we are going to be talking about oh man. We're going to be talking about the current state of the world, <laughs> yeah. And how how you guys have kind of of stepped into that space with this global pandemic going on, uh, and seen kind of this need uh, across the industry um, as as we're all scrambling. Uh, and have started to pool resources. And so it sounds like, you know, I've, I've kind of seen you been building this, uh, but I'd love to hear more of, of what you have been doing to try to support um, this industry, both in the present and the immediate need, but also as, as we kind of, uh, you know, come through this and things begin to shift and, and open back up. Um, you've been calling it first aid. Yeah. Tell us more about it. It's, you know, it's so, it's so challenging because photographers, and this is something you and I, Ben, know well, we've, we've talked about this at length, but photographers get into photography because they fall in love with the art and craft of, of making. They want to create, they want to be photographers and be artists. And that's wonderful because we get to be able to make a living doing something that we love doing, which is photography. But because of that path that almost every photographer follows, there's almost always a um, a shortage on like the entrepreneurial or the business side of what we do because we love to do the thing that we love to do, but we don't necessarily love the business of doing the thing that we love to do. And that's true in a lot of industries, not just photography. But the challenge that, that I've seen over the past uh, three, four months in this current crisis that the world is in right now is that um that that lack of uh, of of interest of experience of strategy of foundation in the business side um only kind of gets gets uh spotlit more because of this crisis you know we get to see it from a number of different perspectives. One, I'm still a photographer. I still photograph weddings, I still photograph portraits. So I've seen it mm-hmm. firsthand cancellations and reschedules and and all these like the just the chaos coming from the client side. I also see it being the CEO and the founder of Sprout and you know dealing with the hundreds and thousands of photographers that we deal with every single day and just hearing and seeing like the different ways that people are going through this and how it's affecting them and their businesses and their lives in different ways. It's just absolutely crushing. Like it's so difficult. But then I also see it from on like as an educator, like talking with the community and being out there in the industry and just seeing beyond just our own community of Sprout Studio users and customers, how how photographers in general in the industry has been hit. And 
it's so hard because no one's prepared for this. No one, you know, has strategies for this kind of thing because we've never gone through this before. But it's it's because of this that it just it throws like the biggest wrench you can possibly imagine being thrown into just this this cog of of running a photography business. And we've just from the very get go, we said, "Look, how can we help?" You know, we basically pivoted all of our efforts from from features from our existing roadmap from our existing marketing strategies i we literally paused all of our marketing and we said no let's just put all of our resources into figuring out how can we help photographers yeah i love it man um i and and it's even like um even for ourselves as a studio who you know we we're running a pretty tight ship over here. Things have been really solid. You know, there, we're no slouches at running um, a, a photography business. It's it's like brought a spotlight on to systems and the communication and the things that 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 could be tightened up. You know, mm-hmm. like and and so certainly it's it's kind of like man, it's put everybody into this crucible. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious for you as you've looked around the industry to like where the biggest needs, you know, even as you are gathering up these resources uh, for, for first aid for photographers, where, where have you kind of seen um, the, I don't know, like the breaking with the weak points, the, the, the points of contention, you know, like, like with, you know, there's, there's the points of contention thing like rescheduling and, and, and contracts and just immediate revenue needs right now. And then all these loans. But I, I want to hear like, where have you seen these stressing points come up? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I actually see it less on the, on the, the loan and the actual financial assistance side. And I'm more, I, I more think, and I lean towards this creative thinking, but on the business side of what we do as photographers, like how can, how can we, as as a as a photography studio or how can i as a photographer still you know earn revenue how can i still put food on the table how can i still ensure that i have a business at the other at the other side of this because this this will pass like we will get through this but how do we make sure that we're still there on the other side as a business and and that we haven't run it to the ground and so i think there's a couple of areas that have been sort of you know areas that I, that I would want to underscore for photographers to kind of point their attention to. And I think number one is the important, and maybe I'll run through these, Ben, and then we can double back if we want to go into more detail on them. But number one would be um, diversification in your revenue streams or in the way that you look at how you make money from photography. And it's so, um, it almost seems so obvious, but it's not that obvious in the sense that like, you know, how does a photographer make money? Well, they have a camera in their hand, they take a picture of someone that's on the other side of that camera, and then that person gives them money for said pictures. And that's like the typical business model for a photographer. Now, of course, there's nuances with prints and albums and things like that. But um, that's the typical way that like, if you're a wedding photographer, well, that person on the other side is, is a couple. And if you're a portrait photographer, well, the person on the other side of the camera is a family or a, or a, a whatever, like a client. And I think that now is obviously the time where if that has been the only way that you've looked at generating revenue, well, you can't do that right now, or you haven't been able to do it for a couple of months. Maybe we're now at the point, depending on where you are globally, um, where you can start to do that more often, which is great. But how can you be generating money when you can't be there with a camera in your hand? And I think that this even raises a bigger question because 
again, ho- very hopefully that we don't have to see this kind of crisis again in our lifetime, Ben, but what happens if, if, you know, you get in a car accident or what happens if you get sick or what happens if some other blip happens in your life, in your career, in your business that you have to find yourself in this, you know, creative thinking mindset again, it just makes it a little bit more important in my opinion that we need to be thinking a little bit more creatively about how we make money as photographers. So that is like one area that I think has been, you know, a real uh, point of focus that that photographers are photographers who are going to succeed and and make their way through this. They're focusing on that stuff. And then the other side of it is something that I know, Ben, you like really, really believe in. And that is the importance of relationships in business. Mm -hmm. I've seen, and oh my gosh, like there's so many times I just want to like go into these Facebook groups and like go live and be like, come on people, let's give our heads a shake here for a minute because you see photographers talking about their clients and their clients dealing with this. Now, look, everyone deals with it differently, but you see how, you know, a a bride and a groom or a bride and a bride, whatever it is, and a client saying like, hey, we're rescheduling, like, can we like get some money back? Can we this? Or are you available? And I'm seeing some discussions in some of the groups and the forums and stuff where, where photographers are like almost treating their clients like they're the enemies. And it's those photographers that just don't have the level of empathy that I think that we need to have as, as entrepreneurs in a people business. Um, It's, it's those, they're not going to find themselves succeeding through this because I think that empathy and understanding and communication and relationships are at an all time high right now. Like that is how humankind is going to get through this. And if you are not able to show up and help your clients and guide your clients and be there for your clients in a way that puts relationships at the front of that um, conversation, then I think it's, you're going to find yourself struggling when this is all over and, and things start to get back to some sort of new normal. What are some ways that you're helping photographers kind of navigate that? Because I think that tensions are high everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're stressing out because, you know, our revenue is being completely, un- uh, you know, uh, unearthed. Um, and, uh, and then our couples are stressing because they're, they're, you know, it's like everything that they've planned is, is also getting turned on its head. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, it's like, how, how, what's the guidance that, that you're offering for people to kind of hold that space? Yeah, I mean, on that side of it, I think the the reality is that you have to look at those two situations. Number one is you stick to your contract or you stick to like the, you know, the plan and stick to the logistics of it and say, well, sorry, if you're canceling, like I've got to give, you know, I can't do this or I can't transfer this or that's a prime date next summer. So I can't reserve that for you because I'm going to be, you know, you could do that and you could hold your, you could stick to your ground and you probably would even have the the legal and contractual right to be able to do that. This is my, this is my mm-hmm. opinion on contracts in general. You have you have this the, the ground to stand on to, to say those things. But how is that going to help you from a relationship standpoint, from an industry standpoint, from a word of mouth standpoint? I just don't think that it's going to do you any good in an industry and in a community that is so heavily focused on, on trust, on word of mouth, on relationships. So, you know, it's, if if we put ourselves in the position of being empathetic, I think that is that's the number one thing that we need to be keeping in mind is, you know, put ourselves in our clients' shoes. Yes, there is the whole dialogue of, well, you know, I need to put 
money on in, in my in my wallet as a photographer because I have a family as well. I get that, but I think that if you approach it from a without being too harsh from a selfish standpoint, you're going to find yourself at odds with your clients. And that's not a safe place to be. That's not a great place to be if you want to be growing your business. I think that if we can approach it from that standpoint of having empathy and just understanding what they're going through and trying to help them through it and work through them um, or work with it through them, then I think that you're going to find yourself in a much better place. And you're building um, you're building this, this foundation that is built on working with people and, and, and caring about people and having that empathy and having that relationship with folks, I think that you're going to find yourself, you know, building a much stronger business because of it. Does that mean that, you know, one of your couples from this year who's looking to reschedule for next year, does that mean that you're now going to lose that date next year in your schedule for another potential wedding? Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is. And like, does that suck? Yeah, it does suck. Um, there's no doubt about it. Like, I'm not here to be like, you know, here's the answer, but we just need to be mindful of like, okay, great. We can keep that date reserved. Maybe we'll book it up, but are we going to upset somebody now? Are we going to upset someone that's already booked us? That's already paying us. Are we going to get negative word of mouth there? You know, what's that going to turn into in the future? So I think that's where we just need to be thinking empathetically about, about what's happening here and work with our clients. Cause if we add to the stress or if we add to their overwhelm or their fears or their, their worry that's happening right now, then, then, you know, we're not really helping to be a solution to the problem. We're just kind of contributing to the problem. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's a long-term play over this short term. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like I see this all the time in our industry is well as the opposite of, of like the short term focus, you know, like how dare they, uh, you know, edit my picture with that filter and post it to their, you know, personal page (laughs) or something like that. There's like these short term plays that happen all the time. And this is another great example of one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious how you, um, you know, you mentioned wanting to equip photographers with marketing tools and with ideas and ways to even begin to fill this revenue loss right now. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what your thoughts are on marketing in, in a time like this, you know, and, and listen, at the time of this recording, what it's, it's June 1st here. So we've got the pandemic on one side and now I know you're in Canada, but we got the pandemic on one side and then we have, you know, the, this really this global protest, mm-hmm. um, going on over the murder of George Floyd. And so there's, there's all of these, uh, important issues that are going on. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on marketing, you know, in the midst of these events. I mean, it's, it's a really good and a really difficult question, right? Uh, for, for a photographer to answer, not, not for you and I to talk about, but for, for a photographer to look at themselves and look at their business and, and understand where they stand on this. I think at the end of the day, what we need to be mindful of as photographers is when you look at the idea of marketing, you have to understand that marketing does not equal advertising. Like that is not, you know, a, a lot of folks think of it that way. They think, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be marketing during these times, which in their mind, they mean like, I need to shut off my Facebook ads or I need to, you know, turn off my, my, you know, YouTube pre-rolls or like whatever they're doing to market. Um, 
maybe it would be a good idea to turn those things off right now. That's, that is potentially, again, depending on where you are and where you stand on this, um, that might be advisable to not, you know, come across as being potentially insensitive or potentially, um, you know, not mindful of, of the things that are happening that you just, you, you shouldn't be ignoring. Um, but really at the end of the day, Ben, like marketing is communication. Marketing is about relationships. It's about guidance. It's about being there for your clients. It's about being there for your community. It's about, um, building trust with folks. It's about collaborating. It's about showing up. And so maybe your, you know, quote unquote marketing strategy does need to shift and be, you know, more empathetic towards these things that are happening, or it needs to be involved in these things that are happening, or it needs to be documenting these things that are happening, or maybe you can start uh, a community or you can do something to get involved or to help or to contribute in some positive way. That doesn't mean that you're being insensitive to it because now you're, you know, tipping your hat to it, but it also doesn't mean that you're shutting off your marketing, you're just pivoting your marketing and what marketing means in your in your business today. And I think that is probably the biggest thing is that, you know, we just need to reframe what marketing means for us because if we can look at it instead as, you know, marketing is the way that you build relationships with folks. It's the way that you build awareness for you and for what you do. And it's the way that you can show up for your local community and for your audience in a way that is helpful and guides them. So, what does your audience need? What does your community need right now? You know, maybe previously that meant lead magnets and guides and drip sequences and Facebook ads and things like that. But right now, is that what they need? Maybe not. Maybe you need to be shifting that in a little bit of a different way. And yeah. and the interesting thing in that, if we kind of go back and look at at where we have come from now through this pandemic in the early days, we did this, um, I think it ended up being 24 or 25 days where every day I would basically write a new um, sort of like a point on this marketing roadmap. So we made like a marketing roadmap to say, hey, look, just because we can't be out photographing doesn't mean that you can't be earning revenue, doesn't mean that you can't be growing your business. So let's make a roadmap for the exact things that you can do 25 days in a row to move your business in the right direction. And in the early days, this was something that we talked about a lot where we said, hey, look, you can't be out photographing. You can't be out making money with your camera in your hand right now. But what other skills do you have? What other ways can you help people? And, you know, I, I use this analogy of like, look, hop in your car, in your head, hop in your car and start driving around and in your town or wherever it is that you do business. And, you know, look around, like start thinking, oh, look, there's a greenhouse there. What, you know, what are they struggling with right now? What's going on right now? I use the example of like, so here where we are in Niagara in Ontario, um, there's a lot of greenhouses that are opening up and they're struggling because you're not allowed to go into the greenhouse. You can literally order from their website and do a curbside pickup and that's all that you can do. And I think, what are they struggling with right now? Well, they need to now all of a sudden become photographers and web designers and e-commerce experts because they've never done websites before. They've never photographed their products before. So if you think of how you can help them with the skill set that you have, I mean, we as photographers have such a diverse skill set and such a advanced skill set in areas that the average entrepreneur or the average person might not have. We understand lighting, composition, exposure. We understand, uh, you know, how to, how 
the technology of a camera works and how, you know, all those things work and make sense and, and, you know, curves and those kinds of things. We understand more than the average person does about web design. And because we have this knowledge of, of design and aesthetic and composition, we can usually lean more into like the video side of things. So there's a lot of different ways. We know more about social media than the average entrepreneur might know. So there's, there's a much greater skill set that we have as photographers that potentially extends beyond having a camera in your hand and a client in front of the camera. So start thinking about how you can help people, how you can help businesses, how you can show up for your community, how you can show up for other entrepreneurs in your area that might be struggling the same way, but do it with that helpful, empathetic guidance type of mindset because that is marketing like what we just talked about it's like do you shut off the ads maybe but do you stop helping no because when this is all over that's going to be something that if you've now built these relationships with folks that you may not have otherwise been able to have a relationship with you're now top of mind now you know if you're there for them in the hard times you know, maybe there's something that you can do when this is all over and you can figure out some, some transactional relationship there as well. But you just, you never know what's going to come of it unless you try and, and focus on these relationships. So, um, as a long answer to your question, <laughs> you said earlier, I like the talk, um, as a long answer to the question is like, do you shut off marketing? No, as a concept, you don't shut off marketing. Do you shut off ads? Maybe you, you need to judge how you feel about that and what's happening in your local area as well. But um, that doesn't mean that you stop building relationships, that you stop helping, that you stop showing up. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started 
your photography business, like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's it's like the bottom drawer of like my IKEA furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. You you've you mentioned you know even in this kind of example of marketing of of looking for opportunities um, for need, kind of stepping into that space, filling that void, um, and 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 being a helper for industries that are also suffering. And so, I get that. That's good, um, and that's another long term play. You know, um, I'm curious if you would be up for for sharing if you have any ideas of maybe just a single idea of of kind of like uh, a revenue generating kind of move that a photographer could make in in this immediate future. A hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna one up that. I'm gonna pull up uh, an email that photographers. I'm gonna read it out for you. And then everyone listening, and we you know what I'll do, Ben, is I'll give you I'll give you this email as well, so that um, folks can just literally copy and paste this and send it out to their clients, because it's going to be something that you can literally do right now. So I mentioned earlier, like so we've got Sprout. Um, we launched through all of this um, email marketing. We we built it in like record time, and we launched it to help photographers who use Sprout Studio take advantage of the fact that they've already got everything in their in their Sprout Studio account. Um, so we pre-wrote, I think we did 25 email campaigns that a photographer can literally copy into their account and send with a click of a button to generate revenue. In this one that I'm about to read to you, um, we've had hundreds and hundreds of photographers in our in our community use it. And they're telling us like every day, they're, they're generating thousands of dollars just from this one email because it's just, again, thinking outside of the box in terms of how you can be help, helping out your community. So I'll read oh, this. Awesome. So basically, this is an email, Ben, that you would send to anyone that you've photographed before. Now, again, if this is if you're in Sprout, this would be anyone that you have a gallery for. But you, this is applicable well outside of Sprout. So you can send this to basically all of your past clients. And so the email goes like this. It goes, uh, hi, client name. These are tough times. 
I hope that you are staying safe and healthy. The photography industry has been hit hard by the current pandemic. We've been forced to shut down our business and events. Weddings and previously booked sessions are all either canceled or rescheduled. This isn't a pity party, though. I'll get through this. We'll get through this. I've seen examples of humans come together, and it has been inspiring. I've also seen examples of many small businesses pivot. Restaurants are pivoting to provide curbside pickup. Physical therapists are pivoting to video calls with their patients. Yoga studios are pivoting to offer live stream yoga session. The list goes on. I realized I should pivot too. So I wanted to create an opportunity that was both valuable for you and helped keep my business afloat. I loved our session together, but maybe with all the time that you've been spending at home lately, you've realized that you haven't decorated your home with the photos that we took the way that you had initially hoped. So I want to help. I have two options for you. Option number one, I've extended your online gallery for you and enabled a 25% discount for prints. I have more time now to be editing and working on print orders, and so I can get to them right away for you. I'll order them for my lab as soon as the shutdown lifts. Here's how, and then I have instructions on how they can actually do it in their gallery. Your 25% off is automatically applied to anything that you order. Option number two, wall decor appointment. I've wanted to offer in-home interior design type consultations with my clients to help them decorate their homes with photography. This downtime has been just the push I needed, so I'd love to help you. I don't want to charge you for it, though. What I'd like to do is offer a virtual wall decor design appointment. We can have a video call, and you can walk me through your home and tell me how and where you'd like to decorate with photos from our session. I'll take a few screenshots along the way, and I'll put together some ideas for you. Then, if you'd like to go ahead with any of the options that I present, I'll also offer you that 25% off the prints. Let me know what you think of these ideas, and if you have any questions, I'm looking forward to talking. So that's the email, and you can basically send that out to all of your clients. And there's a lot of sales psychology in that in a, in a very subtle way. But we've had photographers that are sending this out to hundreds of their clients and their clients are like, yeah, I'll take you up on that. Like, why wouldn't I? Like, let's do it. Yeah, man, it's gold. Yeah, so it's like, that's just like one example. Now you can take that and extrapolate that and say, well, maybe for weddings, you can offer, you know, albums if you haven't done albums or for portrait sessions, you can offer books if you haven't done books or for business sessions, you can offer something else, digital packages, like if you just start thinking creatively about the past clients that you've had and maybe some missed opportunities when you're in the busyness of things, now is the time to kind of be able to go back and backfill that a little bit. I love that, man. So you're going to get that email. Uh, so yeah. So, well, you, that's one of the like 24, 25 yeah. marketing emails that you've got yeah. put together. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Well, that was great. That's perfect. What I love about that one too, is like, you don't have to leave the house. It's like, it's just right there. Yeah. It's right there. I mean, and the thing is, again, it's like, it's being mindful of what's happening. It gives folks a reason to be interested in the opportunity. I think that's like a big takeaway. In fact, what I'll do, Ben, is I'll link you. I wrote an article about the psychology of how I wrote that and why I wrote it a certain way because there's a lot of, again, like subtle sales psychology in there. And it kind of breaks down why I did certain things in that email. So I'll give you a link to that if folks want to read into it to be able to sort of like uh, get their ideas flowing to come up with their own ideas. Um, 
But I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, you, you look at things like, okay, so what's, you know, what are some other ways? Well, if you're a portrait photographer, what if you offered a gift certificate promotion? So like, yes, right now clients can't be booking sessions, but what if you offered a really great opportunity to, for them to be pre-purchasing sessions? Like maybe you did a double dollar gift certificate. We wrote a whole campaign for that where basically, Hey, you know, you can go ahead and buy a gift certificate and whatever you buy, I'm going to double it for you. So if you want to go ahead and buy a $500 gift certificate towards your next session, or if you want to pre-book your next session, I'm going to double it for you. And it's just, again, it's that opportunity that people are like, yeah, like, why not? Like, I love this photographer. We've had a great relationship. He's done great work for us before. Let's do it again. Or you could do, we did one for a family portrait plan. So this is something I've used in my own business, Ben, for years and years and years. And it's always been like, every time I offer it, it's like an instant ten to $20,000 opportunity because you basically offer any client you, I mean, you can handpick them, um, the opportunity to purchase a family portrait plan. So they basically purchase 10 sessions up front and they pay for those 10 sessions up front. But in doing so, they get a really, really great discount, but you get that money and that cash flow up front. So we wrote a whole campaign to basically pitch that to your clients. So it's just, it's that kind of thinking, right? That you can just start to say, like, how can I help people? How can I be there? What opportunities would they want to take advantage of right now? Can they can they invest in? And how can that help me weather this storm as a business and keep cash flowing in my business? Yeah, man, it's, it's brilliant. I love this. Okay, so I love the immediate needs. I love how you're fulfilling those for photographers, not just giving them ideas, but giving them like the verbiage, the resources, you know, to, to just kind of, man, send it. It's like, Hey, copy, paste, boom, (laughs) done. See what happens. Yeah. Where do you see things like, um, I guess like, what does 2021 look like for photographers? Is it, are you seeing this as just like, that's the year we're all going to work like overtime? (laughs) It's like, we're going to be trying to recoup. What does 2021 look like? Dude, it's, it's so hard. Like it's so, it's like, man, the future is so uncertain right? with like with what's happening right now. I mean, even if we take entrepreneurship and business out of it, I mean, I just look at what's happening where they're starting to like be a bit more open with, with the, you know, the rules and they're starting to change some things here in Ontario and everything's pointing towards a second wave. I mean, I don't want to get into that stuff right now, but certainly, I mean, who knows if we're going to be having Ben this conversation in December being like, remember when they thought they could open things back up again and now we're all shut down again? <laughs> like, who knows? So, I mean, all that being put aside, I think the photography industry is um, is going to be in for a real treat um, in, a, in, a, in a not positive way that you would normally think of a treat um, as being. I think it's going to be really hard because I think a couple of things. The economy is taking a hit. There's no question about that. Like, It, it, it has taken a hit. And I think it's going to take a few years to get things back to normal. I'm no economist to be able to, you know, put these kinds of predictions together, but I don't think it's Mm -hmm. a surprise for anyone to, to comprehend the fact that like the economy is, is going to need a serious rebuild for a couple of years to get back the way that things were. So that means less disposable dollars. That means people are going to be holding their wallets a little bit closer to their chest, which means that luxury services like photography are going to be a little bit more slim in people's decision-making process. And so I think that we're going to have to really fight for the work. We're going to have to fight for the business. And I think it is going to underscore the importance 
of building a differentiator for what you do. Why would someone book you over somebody else? It's going to underscore differentiation in your work. If you're a photographer, you know, what are you doing that they can't do themselves? And it's going to underscore the importance of trust and in relationships um, with your clients and in your community. And that's why I think everything we've talked about so far is it, it is a long-term game. It is a long-term play because that's the stuff that's going to help keep you surviving when when this is all over and we're in this recovery state um, as, as a world. And so I think that because of those things, you know, you're, you're going to see more of a separation between, you know, the highs and the lows in the photography industry. I mean, for years, and we've been talking about it, I don't know, for probably 10 years, this like, you know, disappearance of the middle of the of the road photographer, right? Like the photographer that's not the high-end photographer charging really good money, you know, charging getting clients that really, really value what they do, versus, you know, the 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 photographer that just is, you know, very, very quick with things, very affordable, very and they're just getting, you know, well, I need to hire a wedding photographer, so I might as well go find, you know, someone that can just do the job and get the job done well. Um, I think you're gonna see that the difference between those two just get separated even more. And so you need to kind of start to think a little bit more about which of those two categories you want to kind of find yourself in. Cause I think that if you find yourself in that middle, it's been difficult for, for probably 10 years, it's going to become even more difficult in my opinion. So I think that that is going to be a really difficult place. And I think because of all that, you're going to see more photographers that are going to start to diversify exactly what we've talked about here, their revenue streams, which might mean wedding photographers are like, I like that idea that Brian and Ben talked about for portraits. I'm going to start doing portraits and you're going to see portrait photographers that are saying, I could do small elopements. I mean, weddings aren't as big as they used to be because everyone can't have big gatherings anymore or is scared to have big gatherings. So I'm going to start doing these smaller elopements, which will then take business away from wedding photographers. So I think because of that diversification, every niche in photography is going to become just a little bit more crowded, just a little bit more competitive. And I think that's a good thing, to be honest, because I have for years been been one to stand and to say it's a tough game to play if all you do is specialize in one specific thing. And I think that that has been the truth for a long time for many photographers, for the majority of photographers. But I think now it's going to be even more difficult to really, really niche down and really, really just do one thing as a photographer. I think now is the time to be thinking a little bit more about how can I just be a photographer? How can I just make money from photography as opposed to getting like super specific and just doing one thing in photography for one kind of client? Because when times are tough, I'd rather make money with my camera than have to go get another job because I'm too proud or too stubborn to diversify what I offer as a photographer. So that's kind of where I see Ben things going for the next couple of years is just that like, it's going to get, it's going to get more difficult, but I think that the photographers that have the right mindset in this, which I know is something that you talk a lot about, but the photographers that have that right sort of thought process and don't operate in the scarcity mindset and those that are that are looking as opportunists and that are looking at what we're doing in the true sense of being an entrepreneur and thinking creatively, I think those are the ones that are going to weather this and get through on the other side. Yeah, man. 
I I, I want to focus maybe the last bit of our conversation on uh, myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you'll see what I mean here in a second. Listen, I've been in my home for the last little over two months. Um, the, you know, while we're recording this podcast, I hear my three kids outside, you know, the door, they're playing sometimes, they're crying others, sometimes they're pounding at the door. It's, you know, this, the, the chaos that's there. Um, but, you know, I haven't seen friends and family, uh, for the duration of this time. And, um, it's, I, I think in particular with kids, it's, don't get me wrong, it's hard every which way you look at it, but with young kids in particular that, that are craving that attention to get out and to see their friends. And, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a hmm, how do I put this? I, I feel like there's a good amount of just like mental health that we're also taking a hit mm-hmm. on as an industry. And, um, you know, it's like some days I just like today's canceled. <laughs> it's like, just like everything else is canceled. And then today's canceled too. I uh, like I and, and so I did, we're just kind of, we're getting beat up a little bit and I'm curious if, if you have any thoughts on that or, or, or maybe even, um, yeah. Uh, you know, for the photographer who's, who's just, it's just hard to keep going right now. I mean, even with all the equipment that you're giving us, the, the verbiage and the ideas and the marketing, um, is what I'm saying making sense? <laughs> Dude, I mean, it, like it a hundred percent makes sense. And I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, we've got three kids here at home as well. Um, I, I completely understand. Um, I, we've, I've been now here working from home for almost three months and you know, the kids have been home for three months. And I mean, it's even more difficult now because like it's nice weather and I look out my front window and the kids are playing out there with my wife and it's like, yeah, you know, I hear you. I, I have hard days. Everyone has hard days. I think, I think we need to be, we need to be, what's the word we need to be, um, forgiving with ourselves you know like it's mm. these are dude these are hard times like no matter i i can come on here and i you know i've tried i've i've been trying to be a voice of positivity and to get and like i said you know give these strategies and help out and give the guidance but like man it's if you feel if you're having an off day like if you're having a hard time dealing with this like it's okay i think we need to not be so hard on ourselves because mm. this is hard like this is really freaking hard like this is you know, we're, we're going through something we've never gone through before. We're living in situations that we've never lived in before. We're having to deal with like everyone is pivoting and just doing what dealing with it in whatever ways they know how to deal with it. And yeah, I mean, that's hard. That is hard, especially it's almost especially emphasized when, you know, we're an entrepreneur We're we're, you know, supposed to be putting food on the table with what we do. And even that can't happen. So it's almost like there's this, there's this, you know, pride or there's this element of like, damn, I can't even do the only thing I'm supposed to be doing right now, you know? So yeah, shit, it's hard. And like, I, there's, I, I, I can't mask that and be like, you know, rah, rah, it's going to be okay. I mean, it, it is going to be okay, but it's also okay to just shut down for the day. It's also okay just to give yourself that margin to give yourself that space. We all need it. You know, we're not machines. We're not robots. We are human beings and we, and we think, and we feel (laughs) for, for better or for worse. Right. So I think that's okay. But I think what we need to do is, is give ourselves that space when we feel like we need the space. Um, 
but then, you know, get back on, get back on and keep riding. And I think yeah. if we, if we can find it in ourselves to focus on momentum, if we can focus on, on, on growth, on opportunities, um, I don't know about you, Ben, but I know for me, um, through all of this, honestly, one of the biggest ways that from a mental health standpoint, I've been able to continue to, to push through and not just like completely lose my mind is, is just by helping people like doing the challenge that we did, writing the emails that we did, doing the calls, like just randomly check-ins on people, things like that, like helping people, our community. It's like by putting myself in that position of, of serving others, it's helped me get through it. Like in, in, in some like messed up way, helping other people has helped me. Which I mean, like it when I even say it that way, of course, that it makes sense, right? But I think that that is what can help us as photographers, you know, like give yourself the space, give yourself the permission that if you need some margin, take it. It's okay. You know, the emails will still be there tomorrow. It's okay. If you need to go and Netflix binge, do it. Now, don't let that turn into a week of it. Don't let that turn into like, you know, laziness or or procrastination. But if you need the space, take the space, but then mm-hmm. come back, feel refreshed and, you know, trudge ahead, move forward, see how you can help, see what you can do, see how you can get involved, see what opportunities are there. And I think a lot of the times when we give ourselves that mental break, it it gives the space in our head to then be a little bit more creative and a little bit free with opportunities and, and thinking of things. Um and honestly, even beyond that, something that I have, and, and I'm actually giving a, a talk tomorrow for the conference and chill online workshop, um, all about photographing with film. So I, about 18 months ago, Ben, I discovered film for the first time, which is hilarious because I've been shooting for 15 years. I've never shot film in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first time I shot it, I was just like, you know, what side is the backing paper? What is that back, backing paper? What does that even mean? Um but I've discovered this love for photographing on film and I've been documenting my family and this time on film and creatively because I can't be out photographing weddings and photographing portraits and doing sessions like that, that has given me a creative outlet. And so, you know, if that's what you need, find something like that, you know, find some other way to stay inspired. I think that's also a challenge because we as creatives are so used to creating. And now you tell us that we can't create like that from a mental health standpoint is not going to put anyone in a good place. So you need to find ways to be creative with it. I've done a few of those uh, FaceTime sessions. I don't know if you've heard much about those, like that whole trend, but like, dude, that was super cool. It was like a lot of fun. Um, You know, did I make images and I'm going to print and put on the wall Hell no. But like, was it a cool process? Yeah. Did it give me an opportunity to create again? Yeah, it did. And I felt good doing it. So, you know, find those little outlets and, and it's not going to be what it was six months ago, but you know, we need to be thinking creatively about thinking creatively. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. Yeah. It totally does. So I feel like it's like in summary, I heard some keywords. I heard, um, empathy for our clients. I heard, um, creating like a vision for our business and I heard grace for ourselves. And that was the takeaway that I got from all of this. 
uh, it was, it's kind of that, that's the summary <laughs> of sorts. And so, um, Brian, I really, I mean, I really appreciate you opening up this conversation and, and, and creating resources that will give a vision for people's business within Sprout Studio. So can you share where people can get those? You, again, it's like the, the, the marketing, uh, ideas, the, the email campaigns, can you share where people can get access to that and then even just learn more about Sprout. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd be happy to. So if folks uh, go to getsproutstudio.com slash first aid, that's basically one page that we made. We made it on, I think it was like March 12th when all this chaos started. And it's it's just been this living, breathing document, this page that we've just continued to add to and contribute to and evolve and shape that just has all of this stuff for dealing with this in one place. And not only have we contributed to it, like podcasts, videos, emails, everything, but we've been also compiling resources and links and articles from other folks, both in photography and out of photography. So it's kind of like, you know, one page that they can go to, to, to just dive deep and find help in ways that they're seeking help for. So yeah, just get sprutstudio.com slash first aid is probably the best place there. Um, otherwise, if folks want to check out Sprout and kind of dive into that ecosystem and that world a little bit, um, again, now is a great time to be setting up systems, then uh, get sproutstudio.com is probably just the best way. And you can also find us on any of the socials uh, at get Sprout Studio. Awesome. Brian, I really appreciate your leadership uh, in our industry, the, the resources that you're creating for photographers, um, and your, your time here on this podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ben. Podcast listeners, thank you again. Uh, listen, I know where I'm going to be heading right now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I said it earlier. Uh, you know, half the time I'm like I'm, I'm trying to uncover information for myself, and 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 I believe that we uncovered some great stuff for all you listening. Please make sure you go and you check out the resources that Sprout Studio has to offer, uh, and, and and see how it can benefit your business. You guys, I really appreciate you so much during this time. Um, it's uh. It's wild. Uh, this is a this is um, really trying times, and um, I'm just uh, I'm grateful that we have this community that we can keep being a voice for each other, um, and that we can push in closer. And so um, grateful for you guys. This is what I wanted you to know. Grateful, um, you guys. Uh, listen, thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.